Welcome to the third Oxford Sandy and Wet Pink Group podcast. I'm Andrew O'Shea and I'll be your host. This week, as voted by you, our members will be talking about the breed standard for the Oxford Sandy and Black. But first, some news. This past weekend saw the Oxford Sandy and Black Pig Group Scottish Meetup in Stirling, hosted by Michelle Anderson Carroll. Michelle was joined by her husband Elliot and fellow OSB enthusiast Kerry Chalmers and her partner JP, Anita Withers and her husband Ed. The meeting was deemed a big success in putting names to faces and sharing OSB experiences, and they put together the foundation of a support network for those in Scotland. The British Pig Association are holding their annual general meeting on Wednesday the 31st of October at 11am. The event is hosted at the British Limousine Cattle Society, Concord House, 24 Warwick New Road, Leamington Spa, postcode CV325JG. The AGM will also see the publication of the BPA annual report. Copies will be available at the meeting, but also published on the BPA website, www.britishpigs.org. The annual BPA breed survey is expected to land in members' mailboxes soon, so keep an eye out, please, and take five minutes to complete. Finally, stay tuned, as at the end of the podcast there's a small competition where you can win. The Oxford Sandy and Black Breed Standard. First and foremost, there are a number of musts for any pedigree pig, irrespective of the breed or sex. I'll cover these off first before we get into the specific traits for the OSB and the standards of excellence expected. So all pedigree pigs must have been bred in the UK or the Republic of Ireland, be earmarked and birth notified in accordance with BPA regulations. Both sire, the boar, and the dam, the sow, must be on the registered herd book for that breed, and both parents of the same breed. All pigs, whether male or female, should have 12 sound, evenly spaced teats. In addition to these, any stock to be registered must be free of congenital meaning disease or physical anomalies such as hernias, twisted overshot jaws and rose or rosette patterns in the coat. There are good examples of these on our website. So assuming your pig meets these, they also have to adhere to breed specific requirements. Most importantly, the base colour coat should be ranging from pale sandy to a rusty orange with a good distribution of black patches. Too much white hair in the coat or white patches that are not the blaze, the hocks or the white tail are prohibited. Whilst the desired colour of the OSB is something of a personal preference, the colour must be even all over. If the colour changes from front to back, side to side etc, it is not suitable for registration. In addition to this, the ears should be lopped or semi-lopped. Pricked ears are not allowed. BPA does point out that in some exceptional circumstances, some pigs may still be registered if the above is not met, but this is only achieved by a physical inspection from a BPA breed representative and them agreeing to it. With all breeds, there are standards of excellence, and as breeders, we should be striving to achieve as many of these as possible. To ensure the quality of the breed is not diluted and undesirable traits appear in subsequent generations, while selection does not always stop this, we need to ensure we do our best to reduce these occurrences. So if we take the desired OSB, regardless of its sex, the pig should be of a medium to large size with a moderate head and a snout which is straight and a face that is slightly dished. 
The ears should be long and locked, semi-locked is acceptable, but the ears must not interfere with the pig's forward vision. The pig should stand strong on its pastons with its back slightly arching from shoulder to bottom. Straight or dip backs are not acceptable traits for breeding. The tail should be of a good length, ideally with a white tassel. Imagine dipping the end of its tail in a white pot of paint, that's what you're looking for. The shoulders should be set and well defined and not raised above the back line. Its chest should be wide and deep from top to bottom with its ribs well sprung and sides well deep and filled. The pig should be able to walk freely, straight and with good posture. Its belly should have a straight, well defined underline with at least 12 evenly spaced teats, although ideally we should be striving for 14, especially with boars. Just to reiterate what I mentioned earlier about white marks, there are five permitted white marks on an Oxford Sandy and Black. The blaze, which runs down the nose, its four hocks, looking like little white socks, and the tip of its tail. Specific to boars, the underline should have three pairs of teats in front of its sheath, or penis, and show signs of maleness with well-developed testicles which carry high and are prominent and free from lumps and sponginess. With sows, the teats must be so that when the gilt or sow lies down, the teats are pointing at five to one. This allows the piglets to suckle easily from the bottom as well as the top. As you can see, the standards of excellence are specific and that the ideal pig may only show up once or twice in a given litter, and sometimes it may be several litters before one shows itself. So please don't be disheartened if you don't find one the first time round. Personally, from my three sows, I've only registered a couple over the past two years. Spotting the bad traits is much easier than finding the good. On our website, oxfordsandinblackpiggroup.org, under the Breed Standard section, there are a number of pictures showing desired and undesired traits. Have a wander over and have a look. If you'd like guidance on whether your pig is suitable for registration, there are many members of the group that can help, including your admin team, Kim Brooke, Michelle Anderson Carroll, Francis Payne and myself. If you don't want to post publicly, message one of us or email osb at oxfordsandianblackpiggroup.org or you can reach out to one of the BPA reps, Jane Matthews and David Aldous. So here's our podcast tip. Winter's just around the corner and we know with the frost and the rain that mud is going to build up and feeding pigs, especially if they're outside, is going to become difficult. So to stop your feed getting absorbed by the mud, get an old pallet and a bit of OSB board, secure the OSB board to the pallet, make sure there are no sticking out screws or metal that can catch the pig and then use that board as a feeding station. Now for your chance to win. For a chance to win a voucher for our website shop, please answer the following question. Which of the following are not permitted to be fed to your pigs? Please choose all that apply. A. Fruit or vegetables from your garden, allotment, farmer's field or forage from the countryside. B. Products that have been purchased from a supermarket or food shop. C. Catering or kitchen waste, whether domestic or commercial. Or D. Brewer's grain or cider pulp. Email your answer to win at oxfordsandyblackpiggroup.org. We will announce the winner on our next podcast. Until next time, I've been Andrew O'Shea. Happy pig keeping.